So Hubert Cole says, have you done any infrared work? I'll say that without... Infrared. Infrared. (laughs) Oh, wait, let's go. We'll start again. Okay. (laughs) The Fujicast is an independent Loading Zone production. Friday, 24th of April. The Fujicast. Welcome to the Fujicast. And as you heard by that small gaff cut, we'll be talking a little about uh, IR photography today. Well, we won't. We had an expert answer that on your behalf. Last one of uh, what used to be traditionally referred to as the, the working week before we hit the weekend. And how are you, Kev? I'm all right. Thank you very much. What was going on in your garden just a moment ago? The dogs were going mad. Dogs, stupid things, sun, midday and Englishman and mad dogs and all that stuff. I've got to tell you this. Uh, when, uh, when, 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 when I made contact with Kev just a moment ago, he said, I'm a bit groggy. I've just, I've just got up. And I thought, what? Are you okay? Have you been, have you been ill? Or, or, or what do they call it in Australian? Grog? grog? Are you a bit grog? Is that the, the phrase? I think so. And you said, no, I've been asleep on the garden. What was it? On the garden deck chair or something? No, on the bench. Yeah, it was lovely. Spent a nice 20 minutes or so with my face to the sun. Uh, Nodded off nicely, I did. And then you came along and ruined it all. (laughs) So you need a bad dream. (laughs) Who needs Spain, eh? You've got your garden bench, the sunshine, and get the dog right next to you. (laughs) He's still barking at something in the garden. He's going to drive the new neighbours mad. Is he? Oh, dear. Well, um, anyway, welcome to the show. Um... It's a show about photography. It used to be a, a, a weekly show. Now it's a daily show. Um, whatever you shoot, whatever flavour of camera you have, uh, whatever genre of photography you're into. So today, the last photo challenge of the week uh, and the Bar Nuts quiz. i got a doozy for you today. Um, I think this one's going to be a bit more challenging than the ones of late. Um, this one's all about music and photography today, Kev. Mm. So uh, I don't know. What's your music knowledge like? Mm, old. <laughs> well, actually, no. That that's all right. Then there's a couple in there that, that are new, but most of them are old. So you might be, you might be okay. Um, we received a complaint, by the way, Kev. Uh oh. Yeah. Sorry about this. Are you ready for a complaint? Yeah. Yeah. Warning. Warning. Dear Neil, see this got sent to me. It didn't even come to you. This yeah. is not so much a complaint, but definitely a concern. Oh, maybe we've downgraded it. It's gone from Def Defcon four to three. Over the past few weeks, I've made an effort to listen to the few episodes of your amazing podcast that I haven't already been through. My next... By the way, this is from Lars Hegard. Uh, My next intention was to put a finishing touch on a five-star review. However, in episode 21, five minutes and 26 seconds into the show, Kevin says, not just once, but twice, what unmistakably sounds like the word awesome. (laughs) Is that right, or did I hear him wrong? In my review, I intend to emphasise as an absolutely positive element that there is no unnecessary and excessively enthusiastic use of language, but that is clearly not the case. Assuming I'm right, is it possible to edit the A word out of the episode, or should I rephrase parts of my review from never used to rarely used, with the risk that you end up with only four plus stars? (laughs) (laughs) I'm very sorry, I'm very sorry. I must have been talking about something that was particularly spectacular. Well, I, I tell you what you were talking about. Um, in fact, no, I won't. I'm, I'm, what I have done is I've gone into the episode, and I have I have had to do something to that bit of the episode, which is what did you say? Five minutes and five minutes and twenty six seconds in, I have had to alter something. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah. I, I I've put something different in there instead of the a word. 
Well, I hope we get her a five-star review because we had a three-star review the other day. Did you see it? Oh, no, really? Oh, the title was, was it's the first ever non-five-star review, and oh. the title was, Has Its Ups and Downs. <laughs> did, he, did he care to elaborate on that? <laughs> well, he, he actually went on, or she, he went on then to say loads of positive things about the podcast. Oh, right, okay. Um, but still only a three-star review. <laughs> oh, there must have been some terrible doubt. Maybe that was the awesome word. Maybe he'd heard that episode. Give us more reviews, everybody. <laughs> yeah, you need Five to... You need to battle that one because that three's just really dented us there. <laughs> no, you, you score what you feel is appropriate. But anyway, I'm, I have dealt with that word and I've dealt with that episode. It's episode 21. So if you feel you need to go back and <laughs> listen to what was done, you can. Right. Uh, should we start with the questions? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Keeping busy, nearly. Yeah, obviously, uh, Eric. Eric, well, look, you've been on, you've been on a bench. I've been working for the last hour on the show. <laughs> Eric Schuler, hello there. I do lots of different photography. I find that I'm getting uh, some blue background with my Fuji XT2 at times. The white balance seems just right for the foreground, but then, example, the mountains in the background of a landscape go all blue when they shouldn't, or at least where they shouldn't as much. I'm using Kev's correction profiles from his F16 click videos on the raw editing. I played around quite a bit with them, but I uh, can't seem to figure it out. Any thoughts, Kev, from Eric? No, not without seeing the pictures. Um... Difficult one, that. Yeah, I mean, white balance, you're always going to get a shift because if something is different balance at the back to the front, then, you know, it's going to be slightly different. But it could well be that one thing to be careful of with the Fujifilm cameras on the newer ones is you can nudge the white balance adjustment very slightly mm. and uh, without, almost without knowing it. So go into your custom white balance settings and see if that the little crosshair in the middle oh, is still in the middle. Yeah, if you nudge it to the right or left, yeah, mm. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that might be worth trying. Or send us the picture and then we can work out what's going on. Yeah. Bjorn Carlson. Hi there, Neil and Kevin. I'm a Swedish listener. I like the show very much. It's funny to hear all your small chats, funny jokes and sounds. I, I enjoy listening to the episodes when I'm at home working during this COVID-19 thing. First of all, Sweden, by the way, isn't... Oh, this could, could almost be another complaint. Sweden's uh -oh. not making an experiment. In Sweden, the government is listening to expert authorities rather than use ministerial rule. Well, enough of that, he says. Sorry, did we, did we, no, I might have suggested that. Did we call it an experiment? Well, I hope not, because uh, that would... I'm sure, I'm sure we did. Maybe we suggested that, because it, it's, of course, following a very different line to uh, other countries. Um, Sounds like something you would have said, not me. <laughs> maybe. And my question to you both is, because both of you are professional photographers, do you practice photography and enjoy it in your spare time when you don't work? What I mean, for example, is do you do, like, bird photography or something else? Or is the photography only a thing to earn your living? Best wishes. Keep up the good work. Bjorn from Sweden. What do you think? Uh, a bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I took a picture of a flower today, for example. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, you, you found your inner Louis Garvan. I did, yeah, it was nice. Stuck it on Instagram if anybody wants to see it. Kevin Mullins Photography on Instagram. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I take pictures of anything I can, really, but not nothing, uh, no birds or landscapes or anything like that for any kind of... Uh, did you hear that noise, by I the did. way? What's that in the background? So that was that you... was Rosa upstairs right. dropping something on her floor, oh, which happens word. very often. That was very loud. What, she dropped her brother? <laughs> probably um and I, the, the other dog now the whippet is trying to get out of the room i'm in <laughs> howling at the door oh <laughs> carnage um so no yes yes i i do take i'm gonna have to let the dog yeah, out, let the dog sorry, out. Sorry. who let the dog out there must be a song in that 
Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I mean, I take pictures of uh, for hobby, yes, of course, yeah. but nothing of uh, worth. No. Well, well, although this could be a bit of a departure, because I know you wanted to do more Lewis Garvani kind of stuff, didn't you? So maybe this is, maybe this is the start of things to come. Maybe. Yep. Um, oh, right. This is where I need the warning. 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 From Hubert Steve Cole. He lives in an amazing place, by the way, in Wisconsin, in, in the States. Here we go. Menomini. I wondered if you would do that. Menomini. 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 What a place. You could not drive through that town without a raw smile on your face. Smile on your face, could you really? Anyway, Hubert Steve Cole, who lives there. Have you done any infrared work to your landscape, personal work? If yes, any recommendations on what filter? If no, why not? Why? I am concurrently investigating the process, uh, for I've seen some neat work by George Wilson, who's in Florida. Enjoying your daily podcast, boys. Thank you for providing the diversion of information and the personal experiences, too, from Hubert Steve Cole. So have you done any IR photography? Have you ever dabbled? Never. And actually, I have to say, it doesn't really interest me. When I look at the pictures, it always looks like it's in snow. Um, yeah. It's not something that gets my creative juices flowing. But I know for some people, it yeah. does a lot. And Fujifilm, actually, little known fact, they did create a infrared Fujifilm X-series camera. It was not for sale generally. It was for uh, military and police only. Um, but you can get, you can get, you can send some of your cameras off and have them converted to infrared, not by Fujifilm, but by... Yeah infraredos well yeah yes you're <laughs> right because um I, I personally like you i don't have any experience of it but I, I do know somebody who does and i zoomed her quickly last night on your behalf not yours kev on hubert's to find out what she does uh, some ultra tech is about to hit your ears so uh, that was the warning gabrielle matola uh, her website by the way gabrielle gabrielle forward slash i hyphen r we will put the link in the show notes um she she's taken a few of these pictures as you will see so here's gabrielle for you hubert with hopefully an answer i do use infrared i love it uh i haven't done it in a while but I did get a conversion um, a while back uh, with Kalari Vision. They converted um, an OMD EM5 Mark One for me. Mm -hmm. And that just means they took the hot filter off of the sensor, did some adjustments. Uh, they had to adjust the focus and stuff. I just paid, you know, I remember it was like a few hundred dollars and they shipped me back the camera and I bought a filter. Um, I bought a 590 nanometer filter. Mm -hmm. And the higher up the number, the more visible light the filter blocks. So the more you go towards a black and white look. The 590 lets quite a lot of visible light in, and then they have one below that called, I think it's called the Aerochrome filter, which is a 560, which I would like to try. I haven't tried it yet. Um, so I use a converted camera with a 590 filter. I did try, I think it was a 7, I have a 720 as well, but I prefer the look of the 590. So a lot of the stuff you'll see of mine on my website is 590. And because um, I quite like mixing the visible and the infrared um, and then you, you know, you photograph normally, um, you need to white balance the camera. It does make a difference. And Kalari's got like a bunch of tutorials and stuff. And then when you get the, the photo, and then when you get the, the raw files off the camera, you need to channel swap and convert them into, uh, well, you need to channel swap them basically. And I do that in Photoshop. And again, Kalari Vision has actions that you can download from their website. It, it took me a long time to be able to work the color out in infrared. It, it's a little bit of a mm, sort of dark art 
Mm. But practice makes perfect. Uh, you, you obviously have to have your cameras changed slightly for it, don't you? Well, I mean, the people do just kind of do like fake infrared where they right. kind of, I think they photograph and they color change it. Okay. I, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. I haven't tried it, but I really like doing it the way I do it, which is to just use a converted camera. I'm about to pick up a Sony AR3. I was supposed to pick it up today to borrow it from a friend, but uh, he's going to send it over to me tomorrow because I feel like the, the OMD M5 is, you know, it's really, it holds up really well, actually. It's quite an impressive conversion. Um, and camera, but I, I'm having trouble with skin tones and it could be my 590 filter. I might need to go to a 560 and let more visible light in, or it could be the camera. So I'm borrowing a Sony AR3 converted and I know the Sony's convert really well to infrared. That's what I've heard. But like, if you go to KalariVision.com, they also sell cameras that are already converted. There we go, Kev. I can't think of many podcasts that would have gone off to find somebody to answer the question. But I, I, hope, I hope that has helped. Um, this one is from Nick Leach. Hello, lads. I uh, love the podcast. Listen every Tuesday in Sydney, which is in Australia, Kev. <laughs> Why are you on Tuesdays? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, because that uh, would have been when day, it was the, the weeklies. Monday. Yes. Remember the weeklies? Oh, remember the weeklies? Do you remember those days when we used to go out to that thing called work? <laughs> uh, fell in love with Fuji with the original X100. Now I have the X-T3 and the X100F. So my questions. Uh, this is this is a, a real evergreen, Kev. But I know you'll do it. I know you'll do it. Um, um, so you'll do it proud. Uh, back button focus. When do you use this versus autofocus? I assume with back button you don't get eye focus, but I guess it doesn't matter. Three questions. There's the first. Uh, so I use back button focus versus autofocus. All the time, 100% of the time, always. Actually, no, that's not true, 98% of the time. Well, the only time I don't use it is when I'm tracking something, such as uh, bride and groom running down the, the aisle. Um, yeah, that's about it, really, or confetti. Yeah. Other than that, I use it exclusively all the time, constantly, 100%, 98%, all the time, <laughs> constantly, a lot. Question two. I also watch on YouTube Thomas Heaton, who is a friend of the show, and was so excited when he got an X-T3. I, I have to agree with him. It seems to, but I seem to have trouble using Fuji RAW files in Lightroom. Oh, he said that, didn't he? I mostly shoot black and white with RAW backup, so if I want a colour version, I have it, but I'm always disappointed by the colour in RAW. How do you guys manage your Fuji RAW files? Please help. Oh, my <laughs> absolute lord, this question. Um, it's, an ever, start, uh, it's an evergreen. It's an evergreen. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, well, it's, a, it, it's evergreener if you use Capture One, according to some people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Um, does Capture One uh, uh, add a little bit of green hue, does it? I don't know. I use... Um, oh, whoa. one second, one second. What's that? The, the entire family are coming through the living room <laughs> with the bike and a scooter. Yeah. Monty. And a dog. Out. And, and Monty. Oh, look, Daisy's coming through. Oh, the whole of the, the whole lot are coming through. Oh my word, what was that? That was Gemma hitting the um, hitting her glass cabinet with her oh. rear end. Right. It's not okay. all I'm about to hit. <laughs> the rear end of the bike, by the way, I should add. <laughs> okay. uh, in, in the meantime, I'll tell you that there's only two streets in the whole of the United Kingdom called Quality Street. Is that true? Hmm. Blimey. <laughs> and do you know why Quality Streets are called Quality Streets? I've no idea. Named after a 1920s stage play. Nothing that, to do with streets or right? quality. Ah. There's only, um, I think, three countries in the world which um, ha which have the, the, the word the in front of them. The Gambia is one. Can you name the other two? Um, the Gambia, uh, something Republic. 
Mm. I can't actually remember the other two, but there are. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a good pub That's the worst thing. That's like saying, I've got something really important to tell you, but I can't remember. Yeah, no, it it's, it's on one of my YouTube films about the game. I was going to say the Czech Republic, but I don't think so. No, I don't, I don't think, think that's no, Czech, not that one. Czech Republic. Anyway, sorry. So, um, so yeah, back to Raw. <laughs> Uh, how do you guys manage? It's usually my family that are coming through, uh, you know, like stage coaches. How do you guys manage Fuji Raw files? Well, I still use Lightroom. I'm very happy with Lightroom. Uh, Me too. I've not had an issue with it. I don't do ultra fine work, so I'm not seeing these worms that everybody keeps talking about. For me, it's fine. Yeah, me too. I have tried and tried this last couple of weeks to use Capture One, and whilst I I personally can't see any difference between the images at all. Um, I, there are parts of that capture one I really do like, like the grain and the the, uh, the noise control and stuff is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, from a work workflow point of view, it's it's just drives me nuts, I have to say. Um, but I, I will. I'm promising myself to, to to keep trying with it because um, I think that it's got a lot of potential. Yeah. However, uh, there's nothing wrong with Lightroom for me. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. I'm putting my GFX files through them and they look they look absolutely beautiful. How big are those files, by the way? They uh, they oh they're they're this big i'm holding my arms out really wide really and yeah, uh, they're that big mind you, you've got your supercomputer so it probably just it, it cuts through them like a uh, like well, knife through warm butter hold on let me tell you because it's it's actually quite an interesting thing uh, let me just go to one of the raw files um it's a jpeg so the jpegs out of the camera are yeah. about 37.7 megabytes that's right. a black and white jpeg yeah. a raw file 107 meg Ooh, must take a while to uh, on a you know, regular machine edit those. No, not mine. No, mine's, not mine's super fast. Yeah. yeah, that's that buzzing you can hear in the background. Is all this the coolers? <laughs> okay. Number three, Kevin. You said you'll replace your XT3 with X Pro threes as you prefer them. I'm curious. With them being so similar, what do you love on the X Pro three versus the XT three? Assuming the XT three gets the new film simulation. Um, so I'm going to keep my XT three filming, but X Pro three is the one I will use for weddings when they come back online, yep. uh, which I have been. Uh, I just prefer them ergonomically; they're they're better for me. I much prefer the the size. I find them quicker to use, find them easier, more intuitive. I like the dial layout. Yeah, um, yeah I like the X Pro range, the X one hundred range far more than I. Like the XT range, yeah. I, I'm, I'm right in thinking the X Pro three now. The um, the EVF has has bigger than it than it was with the X Pro two, isn't it? Because that that mm-hmm. really drove my eyes wild. That yes, it's bigger. Although I don't think it's as big as the XT four one. Is it not? Okay, but but same size as XT three though. Surely, no. Mm, not sure. I don't okay. think so. I think it's a bit smaller than the XT three one. Okay. Yeah. Right then, are we ready? Well, uh, let's do this then. The Daily Show Photo Challenge. Last one of the week, last Friday. What did we have last Friday? Sky at night. Sky at night. Oh, yes, of course, because then then the clouds descended upon the UK, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> we had a rotten uh, weekend of weather. It was good for me because only 36 people entered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as opposed to usually having to sift through two or three hundred. Yeah. Um, you, you got far less. It was rather thwarted all over the world, it seems, by weather that wasn't so good. But <laughs> America wasn't so good in places either. So did, did you manage to pick out some you did actually like then? Uh, there was lots, actually. There was some very interesting ones, some of just basically blackness. There was um, Eddie Mickle took a picture of his garden lights. Brian Aitkenhead. I never know how to say that. Yeah. Aitkenhead. Is well, it Aitkenhead, do you think? Atkinhead. Sounds right. Uh, really nice one, actually, of yeah. the star trails darting around the sky. 
Jesper Vestergaard. Um, he did say for um, disclosure purposes, this was not taken tonight. And it's doing my head in this picture because it's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. It's a picture of a beautiful house, probably in Norway, I would imagine, by the same to that name. Um, and it is the star trails. They just, I don't know, it looks like the bottom of a frying, you know, like a scour, the scour marks on the bottom of a saucepan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. just looks like that. It's absolutely really? phenomenal. Oh, wow. Incredible. Um, he actually says it's an XT3 16 mil, 10 second exposures. Uh, exposures for 90 minutes put together using star stacks and Photoshop. Oh my word, that sounds like an awful lot of effort. It sounds very complicated wow. to me, but, yeah. but the results the results are amazing. amazing yeah. uh, Dennis Lee, <laughs> not a lot of sky, he said, um, <laughs> but I did this a few nights ago at Easter, maybe I'll shoot some stars this weekend, <laughs> and um, it's really a... Just a picture of a black postcard or something. picture of uh, somebody <laughs> moving pretty quick. All right, um, okay. lots of great skies yeah so i don't think many people actually took one um yeah. oh jeremy jeremy did one on his hawaii all right uh night mode yeah that's pretty oh, okay. impressive all right nice it's jeremy, like a painting jeremy baker jeremy baker yeah, yeah. friend of the show oh fantastic show. everybody's a friend of the show yeah so uh, including ali stewart yes um so have you awarded your favorite to somebody or, or do they all win this time around well, they've all won, yeah. although I have to say the one that probably jumped out at me most was that one with the Star Trails. Oh, Carl yeah. Hare, of course, yeah. Fuji Film, extraordinary, um, what do they call it, product rep person. Put a lovely one of um, something up in Iceland, um, but obviously not taken last night, last Friday. <laughs> Don't say anything. So a new one for, for today, which people actually have a couple of days to do, you know, the daily <laughs> photo contest. But I, I know that some people sneak in on a Saturday with this, with a Friday one. So what have we got? What's the new one? Right, so... I am rapidly running out of ideas. You can't However, be, you can't. One us. job, one job, Mullins. And you probably will have seen uh, on the internet, or the memes, whatever they call it. They call them memes. What? You know the memes? You know what a meme is. Do you mean you know memes? When they put like a thingy on the internet where people send it virally. Meme? A meme. Um, no, it's a meme, not a meme. How do you spell it? <laughs> M-E-M-E. Meme. <laughs> How do you spell it? Meme. Oh, right. They're all, they're all agreeing with you. It's a meme. It's a meme. <laughs> um, I think it's a meme, you daft fool. Meme. During the war. No, meme. <laughs> Meme's not a word. Meme oh, is. It's two dear. words, isn't it? A meme. That's why they call it a meme, because it's like bringing attention to yourself. Twice. Oh, meme. Right. What have you got? <laughs> what meme have you picked? <laughs> so you would have seen you would have seen these uh, this art gallery. I think it was one of the Danish art galleries doing uh, asking people to send in photographs of them um, replicating famous paintings. And there are mm. some amazing ones. Uh, very, people have been very, very creative. Yes. And so for want of anything better to do, that's it. That's what I want you to do is replicate, <laughs> not necessarily a famous artwork, but maybe one of your older pictures. Maybe a picture, dig out your pictures that you took with your kids or oh, your dogs no, or your cats or your wives be... or whatever 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago and uh, try and recreate it now. Obviously, people will be, be older and different. Do you so mean recreating that... the masterpiece, like somebody doing their own Mona Lisa or something like that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what we did. Oh, that, that's, no, that's a great idea. I think that I'd stick to that. That's a great idea. I could be very good at doing Edvard Munch's The Scream. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm th doing it now. I'm doing it now, doing the big black fluffy thing. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. The challenge set. Good luck. Right. Um, fr Friday's uh, Bar Nuts quiz. It's a music round, okay? I'm going to describe the song. I need from you just the artist, okay? Just the artist. 
You're going to describe the song. Well, yeah, I'm going to tell you a bit about the song, rather. I mean, who who wrote it and, yeah, stuff like that. I think it'll be okay. This first one might be a bit tricky. This song was recorded for a John Peel session in 82 by a new wave band from Liverpool. The first picture of you was a big European hit in the UK and France, Germany and Holland. What was the name of the artist? The first picture of you. No idea. The next line was the first picture of summer, I think. No idea. No? None. And, and none, none on that one. All right, next one. Paparazzi was all about the camera being a tool that drives the trajectory of f- fame. One of the biggest artists of the last decade in terms of sales, and she's known for her philanthropy and social activism. What's her name? Mm, Bjork. Bjork. Okay, I'll put down Bjork for that one. <laughs> no idea. Can I have some uh, country western songs? <laughs> I did look for one. Oh, could, oh is it? One. It's not... Um, uh, Dolly Parton is it? Dolly Parton instead of be uh, instead of Bjork, yeah, yeah, because she's a philanthropist. She is a, phil- a philanthropist. Yes. Oh, um, well, maybe it's Bjork though. Well, I don't no. think Bjork is a philanthropist. No, she's certainly she a social be. activist. There's there's no doubt about that. Anyway, next one. This song, Kodachrome, is named after Kodak's 35mm film format, referring to the characteristics of the Kodak film and its effect on visual colour. This American soloist, famous for loving Graceland, sings, They give us those nice bright colours, they give us the greens of summers. Yeah, it's got to be Paul Simon in Diamonds on the Soles of My Shoes. Okay. Yep. Paul Simon. Write that one in there. Um, the song photograph from 2015, big hit for this British artist, but a whole bag of trouble too, threatened with legal action by two songwriters who said it sounded too similar to Matt Cardle's 2011 single, Amazing, reasonably sized, <laughs> undisclosed settlement. I don't know how they know that it's reasonably sized. Followed, and the artist went back to being one of the wedding industry's most featured first dance song singers. <laughs> I'm doing the scream again. It's 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 uh, it's got to be Ed Sheeran. Got to, yeah. right, okay, it's got to be. Right, well, well, I can't I say so. yes or no. I'll tell you on Monday. Uh, Picture this was the song that launched this British artist's career in the states. It's a tune all about the desire to preserve a memory. Picture this. <laughs> Status quo. They did a song called "Picture This." Oh no, that was pictures of matchstick men. Yeah, uh, very good. Very good. So, did you say an artist or yeah. a band? I'll say it's a she. Let's give him a little timer. <laughs> that's not helping just makes me want to go to the loo um, <laughs> too late <laughs> Kylie Minogue Kylie Minogue we're right Kylie oh, she's not British. no she's not although our grandparents are from Wales are they really yeah I had no idea I'm going to put that over there and the, uh, we'll let you know on Monday right um, that's it for the oh we have one one last thing actually um, from uh, Melanie Yalang um, good day, Neil. Good day, Kevin. My question is: Does anyone ever email in any complaints or political nonsense to your wives? <laughs> Do you remember the bit at the end of the show? Is always, you know, if you have any complaints, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm often on the phone to Sam complaining about you. <laughs> are you really? <laughs> I always enjoy hearing the game, the game efforts uh, by you both at pronunciations from languages around the world. That is one of the problems with being a podcaster, I think. If I may mention this, please don't take offence. This is a second complaint. Oh, it's like that, you know, that's how they start, isn't it? Points of view. I've mm. noticed this a, a, a few times on the podcast. To say good day in Australian, you literally say good day. Good day with the info. Good day. No, with the emphasis on day, not on gene. It's not the good bit, it's day. Mimi. <laughs> with much appreciation for your daily show, Melanie Yelang, uh, which is pronounced Yelang in Australia. You ever been to Australia, Kev? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Especially for you, Melanie. Um, funny enough, this jingle arrived 
only about half an hour ago before we started recording the show. It's going to be the new show ender while we're doing the daily shows. Speech over the weekend, Kev. Bye bye. Goodbye, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. We're back tomorrow with another show. Well, unless we're fired, we'll talk to you then. Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. The Fujicast is an independent loading zone production.